I'm Shadi Champagne. Welcome to my show. I'm Shadi Champagne. Where we dream and lift each other up. I'm Shadi Champagne. Love is the answer. Grace is the way. Shadi Champagne. We're anchored in hope. The Shadi Champagne Show. We keep the faith, entertainment, education, inspiration. Shade Champagne, Shade Champagne. Welcome to the Shade Champagne Show. I'm Shade Champagne. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Sade Champagne Show on Grindheart Radio and 57WLLE.net, the beat of the city in Raleigh, North Carolina. My theme song was produced by Alberto Morello Hernandez, recorded and mixed by the Quakes, and written by me. Happy New Year. This is our first episode of the new year, and it just happens to be on New Year Day, on New Year's Day, and we are so thankful for you all to be joining us. You could have been anywhere else tonight, but you are here with us on Grind Hard Radio and 57WLLE.net. For tonight's episode, I have a very special guest. Anthony Graham is a Los Angeles-based keyboardist, vocalist, writer, producer, and performer. I have seen him live multiple times and had the honor of sharing the stage with him, and he is such a fun, dynamic, and incredible performer. And he's also just such a good person. We're going to have some very juicy discussion tonight concerning men, women, dating, romantic relationships, marriage, his music career, and more. Please help me welcome my friend, Anthony Graham. I have to give him a special introduction. Hey, Anthony, how are you? What's up, Sade? Thank you for that beautiful introduction. I was like, dang, who's she talking about? <laughs> oh, she's talking about me. <laughs> I only mentioned some of the things, you know, because you just happen to tra- be a traveling musician, and you can pick up any song that you hear, and you can just make sound great and such a dynamic performer. So you're the bomb.com. Thank you so much. I, You know, I, I don't take that compliment lightly. You know, it's um, – you know, I, I strive to create a moment with the music, you know, and um, if I'm able to to set an atmosphere, uh, um, cause you to feel good, then I've done my mission. And thank you for recognizing that. Mm. Well, we want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we have some great conversation in store. I know we do because you're such a dynamic and critical thinker. But first off, we want to get started talking about your music and your creativity. Tell us how you got your start in music and the moment you knew that you wanted this to be your life. Man, well, um, so I played hooky from school one day. I was like, um, I think I was like in middle school or something like that, like sixth grade, something like that. So I played hooky from school. Mm -hmm. And my mom was very strict, and she was the type that, you know, if you, if you ain't dead, you going to school. <laughs> my mom was. And so, but one day I just wasn't feeling it, didn't feel like going to school. So I mm-hmm. I was, like, sick, and I guess I actually fooled her that time, and she let me stay home. Or maybe I didn't fool her. She just, you know, just let me, just let me you know, uh, um, you know, uh, t- mm-hmm. take that day off. So... I had the house myself. I turned on um, a, a BET. And this is when BET would play music videos all day. And then I saw D'Angelo, D'Angelo's Brown Sugar video. And D'Angelo just looked so cool with his black and mild, with his leather jacket, and he's playing all the instruments. And I was like, whoa, that looks so cool. I want to do that. And I think that mm. same day, my mom asked me if I wanted to take piano lessons. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, you know, that that, that video had me excited. I, if she asked me before, I don't know if I would have said yes. Mm-hmm. And so I took lessons for about a year. Then after that year, I couldn't get lessons anymore. So I just took what I knew and I, you know, I taught myself from there. Wow. And, um, man, 
you know, and then that's history. Then, um, you know, in high school, um, Mr. Gregory Broadus um, was the was the choir director, and I went to a gospel show in high school, and I just felt the anointing, felt the spirit, felt the power of the music, and I was so moved, man. And um, you know, mm-hmm. then uh, I kind of got mixed into the music community in high school, and then I was like, man, this is this is where it's at. This is where it's at. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, I was hooked on music. I can't do nothing else, Sade. I tried to do other <laughs> stuff, but my heart just leads me back to the music. I even um, tried to be a business major in, in, in college, but I just, my heart was just mm-hmm. into the music. And sometimes I wish mm-hmm. I could do something else, but <laughs> I can't, man. I guess that's just, I, I guess that's, um, I guess that's, well, I guess it's my calling, you know. And, um, it's embedded in you deep. Yeah, so, you know, um, as they say, sometimes you don't choose the music, sometimes, sometimes the music chooses you. And I, you know, I'm blessed to make a living at it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, music pays the bills, got to meet some cool mm-hmm. people like you, and um, got to travel <laughs> some a bit. And, um, yeah. yeah, I'm just grateful, man, grateful for the talent, grateful for the experience. And um, mm-hmm. here we are. <laughs> So with that being said, share with us, you know, how has your career and life changed during this pandemic? Because, you know, with both of us being in the entertainment industry and in music, you know, our industry is definitely, you know, one of the industries that got hit the hardest. And so how has your career and life changed during this pandemic in 2020? Oh, yeah, every everybody's everybody's been hit in the live music community. Um, mm-hmm. So it, the opportunities are slim. But I am grateful for the opportunities I do get. So, you know, I've done some live stream shows with some artists. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've also, you know, picked up a gig at a funeral home, which was pretty cool. Some people are like, well, how could you play at a funeral home and just be sad all the time? Well, I just, I just, I just look at it as an opportunity to be a blessing to, you know, people who are going through mm-hmm. a transition in their family, you know. So I, I look at it totally mm-hmm. differently. And um, mm-hmm. but also, um, you know, this this is a time for us to sit at home and really reevaluate family and and mm. evaluate um, um, our, our relationships and and our purpose and how we're going about mm-hmm. fulfilling our purpose. And um, mm-hmm. there's also a time to to be more creative and and to bring about some more new ideas and some fresh mm-hmm. ways of looking at things. And, um, you know, so it's all about how you utilize your time and, and, um, and, and moving forward, you know, can't just sit at home and be mm-hmm. depressed. You got to say, mm-hmm. you know, and every, in every, in every, um, every um, what's the word? Um, in every hardship, there's an opportunity. Mm, every good. great invention, every great innovation sprung out of a problem. Mm. And finding mm-hmm. a solution is the next level. So, you know, I just want to challenge people to not just let the pandemic get you down, but you get mm. down with this pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Get on top of mm. it. You know? Yes, that's good. You already went into my next question, too, because I was going to ask you about what are some words of encouragement and wisdom you would give to your fellow and and aspiring artists, performers, and musicians. And one of the things I've always really appreciated about you, Anthony, is that you are always finding different opportunities, and you stay ready for an opportunity. You know, it's like like one of the – I remember I think it was on Instagram, and I didn't even know until you told me where um, I happened to see a post from – someone named Tariq Nasheed and I, he saw said he was looking for a piano players and I just happened to, and he was like, you know, tag the best ones, you know, and I was like, Oh, Anthony, best one. <laughs> and so literally I, and I didn't find out until later. And he was like, Oh, by the way, thank you for that connection. It ended up, you know, I'm touring with him and, and it's like, you are always ready for an opportunity, no matter what, like, not only are you ready, but you find them and you create them. And so, you know, you kind of went into my next question, but if you want to share any additional you know, words of encouragement and wisdom that you would give to your fellow and aspiring artists, performers, and musicians. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And thank you so much for for referring me. And I think I think you were the first person to comment on that post. 
and my name was the first mm-hmm. one. So that's why I think it's one one reason why he hit me up first. So that that mm-hmm. goes as a testament of you know just maintaining relationships and being good standing with people. So I'm sure if I ticked you off, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have thought about. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as as far as a word in word of encouragement to my fellow artists and musicians, I mean, use this time to be creative, man. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, write. I mean, and, and, and understand that your creativity is not limited to, to your music. You know, it, it comes out of your situations. It comes out, you know, in your dress. It comes out in, in your choice of words. It comes out in all kinds of ways. So use your creativity mm-hmm. to get you through. You know, um, one thing an old pastor of mine told me, I'm uh, mm-hmm. actually going to shout out Pastor um, Ratcliffe of Message Center World Church. He said, um, mm-hmm. he said your gift isn't isn't just for other people. Your gift is also for you. And um, yeah, so so you know, a lot mm, of gifts so heavy to get you through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. That's one thing that blesses me. Um, yeah, so so you mm-hmm. know, yeah, it, it, you, you don't need anybody's permission. You don't need a certain setting. You know, mm. just um, just be just be creative, man. And and problems, problems is just another call for another level of creativity, for another application mm-hmm. of creativity. You know, so always mm. keep that in mind. You know, uh, uh, I mean, um, a problem isn't just a problem. A problem is a call for creativity. That's all it is. Cause mm. in, in every in every recession. In every hardship, somebody comes out on top. Somebody comes out better than they were before. And I've probably seen mad people, mm-hmm. you know, who have already made the best of this time. You could be one of mm-hmm. those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good, Anthony. There's already so many gems, y'all, that he is sharing with us, so many quote-worthy moments that you'll be seeing me share on my social media from the show. And they're so powerful. And as you take these and receive them for yourself, they will definitely encourage you and make an impact in your life. And so, um, Anthony, what are you currently working on or would you like to share with our audience so we can support you? Man, um, yo, so I'm working on this this project, taking my own advice, <laughs> working on this project. <laughs> it's called uh, The Piano in the Trap. I'm looking to drop it um, early Oh yeah, I'm looking to drop it this year. Um, okay. Hopefully, the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a great hybrid fusion thing of everything I love. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, R and B influences, mm-hmm. jazz, um, hip hop. Gonna be some of everything, mm-hmm. man. I can't wait for this thing to drop. It's, you know, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it dropping. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you guys need a keyboard player, need somebody to collab with in writing and production, you know, hit me up. Um, my IG is D A Kings Music. My email mm-hmm. is D A Kings Music at Gmail dot com. And I love mm-hmm. to collab and, and see what you got going, and let's create. You know, let's make mm-hmm. let's make love mm-hmm. to the music. And let's give some people the vibe to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, awesome. I'm looking forward to hearing your project from this year and everything else that you're going to have coming out. I know it's going to be great things. And so I want to have us get into one of the other big reasons I wanted to invite you on is, you know, you always have, you always have great posts on your Facebook. And even when I have certain posts, you love to engage with them. And then with uh, my Matters of the Heart radio show that I do with Jeremy Watkins. And we were talking a lot about you know, romance, love, men and women relationships, and you have a lot of dynamic posts as well. And I was like, you know what, Anthony, I just need to bring you on to my show for a special episode so we can talk about all these things, you know, and I'd like to first get into, you know, um, for you to share about what you grew up believing in your household and in your faith concerning love and relationships and when you notice the contrast in today's society. You know, because um, as we'll get into the conversation, as we both have discussed, a lot of people, they look like adults on the outside, but on the inside, they're still like broken and hurt little kids. 
you know, and you can see mm-hmm. it in both the men and the women. And because of that, like we've become, a, there's a, a large segment of the side or there's a segment of society that have become very, very shallow, you know, and there, and you put brokenness and, sh- and being shallow together and it's a horrible combination. And so I'd love for you to share with us <laughs> about what you grew up believing. <laughs> have you shared with us what you grew up believing in your household and, and your faith concerning love and relationships and when you notice the contrast in today's society. Oh man. Um wow, that's 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 deep. Oh <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, my my dad was my dad was a preacher, my mom, she was a church girl. And so we grew up reading the Bible and, you know, they they um heavily emphasized, you know, um spirituality a character mm-hmm. and um you know christian values um mm-hmm. but of course when you go out into the world you realize that that's not what many people mm-hmm. value even though they say they value that you know and then um, mm-hmm. um so it was it was pretty shocking to see that um you know the stuff that we held dear in my house, mm-hmm. like um, keeping your, you know, things like being honest, uh, um, keeping your word, being respectful. Mm-hmm. Those on those didn't always translate um, into success in in dating. So I had to, you know, I had to I had to learn the hard way <laughs> what what um, mm-hmm. you know um, what people were actually on. Um, you know, um, how to relate with women mm-hmm. in in this in this modern world and whatnot, and yeah, man, um, it was definitely definitely a journey. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. have you noticed what's right. interesting is you'll see even a lot of people who are who um, proclaim to be people of faith tend to take on some of the same beliefs as people who are not people of faith, even people that say that they're Christian and they're believers, they still will desire a lot of things that have nothing to, you know, in their relationship that have nothing to do with that. You know, like we've talked about this before on on my other radio show where people will have these long lists of things that they want and the list, maybe like one or two things will actually have to do with, you know, actual character, spirituality, that person's like inner wellness, but mostly everything will have to do with the external things, you know, and what they can do Mm -hmm. for you. And so, have you, have you seen it as well that you found that a lot of things have become muddled together between even the church community and the non-church community, like with what they want in a romantic relationship or a spouse? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and it's nothing wrong to want you know want her to have long hair or you know or mm-hmm. certain certain waist size or her him to be a certain height you know, for mm-hmm. him to have certain color eyes or, or whatever you like, whatever. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's, it's when you when you um, esteem that above, you know, the character, and that's where you can f- fall into some pits, you know, as we, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, so it, 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 I, I believe it kind of shows where you are spiritually. It, it shows mm. um, what's really going on with you, you know what I'm saying, because – because we could preach all day and and study all day and pray all day, but it's really that mm-hmm. inner work, you know. It's really what mm-hmm. what happens in your in your inner thoughts and in your inner voice, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to come out in your real life. You know, you can say what you mm-hmm. think all day. You can say, you know, what you believe all day, but mm-hmm. how you live your life really shows, you know, and. And um, mm-hmm. and if you're at a certain place in your life, and you're not seeing the results that you want, you know you can still change. You can still change. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it, um, but it's, it's it's going to take some real inner work that you can't cover with spiritual activities. It's going to take a real inside mm-hmm. job within you to change change the way you think. You know, because we tend to think mm-hmm. in patterns. So, um. You know, time to undo those patterns. You know, take every thought mm-hmm. captive. You know, um, mm-hmm. and then you know, and, and then you can start seeing some change. Then you know that your preferences may change. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you want to do that. 
before you, you know, hit baby daddy number four. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Before you spend all your money chasing uh, uh, simple women. I love what you said, too, about as a person, and I'm a firm believer of this, as a person is becoming more confident and secure in their identity as they are healing from the inside out, which is what true healing is, you said even people's preferences might change, you know, and and I think that that is a lot of truth. You know, there's a lot of truth in that statement because there's things that people think that they need or that they desire or that they prefer, and oftentimes we don't even think about the fact, Anthony, that a lot of the things we want – desire, quote-unquote, prefer, we need, a lot of times come from a place of brokenness and from a place of lack. It's not from a place Mm -hmm. of, like, true fulfillment and, and, like, who we are. You know, it's like you'll see – I'll give an example. So you see this in both – you see this in both men and women. And so sometimes what people's preference is is the exact opposite of who they are and what they look like. And, you know, and we'll just say, well, that's just my preference. You know, that's just my preference. Anthony, that's just my preference, Sade. But then it's like they're not even thinking about the fact that what is it in you that your your own self and things about you that you wouldn't actually desire in a partner. And like I said, not to say that everyone needs to be with someone who looks exactly like them, but there are a good mm-hmm. number of people, and we've seen it we've seen it within our own community, but not just in the black community. You see it in a lot of people of color where they don't want what not only reminds them of struggle or pain, but also what they deem is less attractive. But it's like then as the person is becoming more healed and they begin to see themselves through God's eyes, they see the value in who they are, their preferences, you know, their quote-unquote preferences can open up and they will say like, oh, maybe I am actually attracted to this kind of person as well. And what I thought was deemed less than is actually not less than because I see I'm, I actually value myself more too. And so I think, you know, we see that a lot, that people's preferences can change you know, um, as they are being healed and transformed instead of just continuing to choose from a place of brokenness and pain, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. You know, people say, oh, I like what I like, and uh, it's just what, just what I'm into, just what I like. I like bad boys, or, or I, like, I like this type of party girls or whatever. But but you never, but, but it's not that people just never tend to like, you know, a homeless dude. Or mm-hmm. or the super nerdy girl who can't who can't necessarily walk in heels, you know. It's it's mm-hmm. always a certain type, you know. And, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and that really shows what's going on with you on the inside, you know. And you um, know, mm-hmm. yeah, man, life life's going to tell us what's going on, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent. You know, what I'm saying um, your preferences mm-hmm. uh, definitely shows shows you. You know where you are, and in a certain place in your life. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Are there any specific dating experiences or interactions you've had or you've heard of from your friends that you would like to share with us that prove your point? You know, and and what you've been noticing, or like you said, seeing the difference, um, and and how you grew up versus what people look for now. Oh yeah, definitely, man. You know, oh my gosh. Man, <laughs> I, I don't want to put anybody on blast, man. But but we, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've, I'm sure everybody knows somebody, or they may be that somebody who's like, oh, my baby daddy, or my ex wife, or this ex mm-hmm. or that ex was like this, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. and you know, I love my kids, but but I learned the hard way that that's not what you should value, and you know. um, I think the lesson here is don't don't keep bumping up don't keep bumping your head against the wall mm-hmm. figuring out what's important, you know. Um you know, you wanna you wanna I mean you wanna get those things right inside of you now. <laughs> mm-hmm. As soon as mm-hmm. possible so you won't waste your time, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we mm-hmm. so, yeah, we all know those type of people, man. Yeah, if I if I had a dollar every time I heard that, oh my baby daddy, my baby mama is tripping, she crazy. <laughs> you didn't know she was crazy before that. Uh-huh. Something about you liked was was what she was doing or what he was doing. You know, what I'm saying something about yeah. you was with it. You didn't see it until you know you went through that experience. And, and, and you know, it's okay. God is, you know, God is merciful. You know, what I'm saying God can you know help you change your life. You know. Mhm. Mhm. 
I, you know, I know a lot of people that are obviously on dating websites now, and, and I don't, I'm more neutral as far as what my thoughts are because I know plenty of people who have had amazing experiences and I've met their husband or wife on there. And then, of course, I know a lot of horror stories as well. But I think, and, I, and obviously I know it all depends on the site, but for me it also, and I don't know, I think one of them is Tinder, or I'm not sure which one it is, but the fact <laughs> to me that you can just swipe past a person, because I've never been on one, that you can actually just swipe You've past You've never a been on face. one, Sade? What? No, I know. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> I've never been on one, and I don't have a profile on one. I've oh, never been on a right. date or online date or anything. <laughs> Whoa! Wow. Okay. All right. All right. That that might be a nice experiment, experiment for your listeners. <laughs> that's that's a whole other back. show right there. You got to do that just to see what's out there. All right. Yeah. But yeah, you could definitely swipe. I, I'm sorry. I cut you off. That was just that was alarming to know that Sade has never been on a a dating site ever. All right. Sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. I don't have much dating experience, period. So, yeah, I've never been on um, one of them. But from what, from my understanding, on one of the sites in particular, you can just swipe past people's face. And I'm like, are we just going to swipe past? Like, we don't see us a human being right there. Like, you just flipping out of purchase at a store. Like, oh, I want that one or I want that one. And I feel like for me, and you don't just see it on the dating sites, but just the way you'll see at times the way people interact, for me, it's very alarming, you know, because I'm thinking to myself, that's an entire human being. You know, you're not just talking about someone that you just see. Like, that, that's a person. And I know, obviously, I'm looking at it differently. But, <laughs> but it's like it mm-hmm. baffles me because then it's like, then already it's like you're counting somebody out before you actually get to know them. And I'm not saying everyone's going to be attracted to everyone, but it's like seeing mm-hmm. that every single person you see is an actual person, a human being with a story, someone's son, someone's daughter you know, a person that God has created versus just thinking I'm just looking for whatever I think is going to be pleasing to my eyes. When we know that a relationship and being married is so much more than that, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, um, uh, appearance does matter, but it's not everything. It, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, you know, choose wisely, you know what I'm saying? If, um, I mean, Tinder is a whole different vibe, you know. I mean, I mean, different sites got different vibes to them. Like, like, like Tinder is, mm-hmm. is is kind of more shallow. But if you see someone who looks interesting enough to you, can I think you can tap. You know, I, I may mm-hmm. have a Tinder profile, or I may not. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not telling you how I know these things. I'm just, well, you know, I'm not but you can't. You but, <laughs> <laughs> but you can't tap one of you know tap somebody's profile and read, read their bio a little bit. But yeah, but Tinder, mm-hmm. yeah, but Tinder is about you know first impressions from from pages and stuff like that. But a lot of them are. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a, a lot of dating sites are. You know, um, but I, I still mm-hmm. encourage people to go out and meet people the old fashioned way. Which is in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. yes. You know, and I I think that's better. But you know, but yeah, like don't don't discount the online thing either because there's people people around you that you may never meet on your day to day routine mm-hmm. that um you know maybe a blessing to you. You know, you know, and, and everything's not about looks. You know, what I'm saying um, mm-hmm. character matters. That's the most important thing. You know, because because who care who cares how how uh how her shape is if she steals <laughs> <laughs> you know you, you know I, I went i mean I, I went to something um you know i was i was dating a young lady and um she she was very beautiful and you know she was uh, i'm sure a lot of spiritual views um mm-hmm. but she lies about stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> she don't have to lie about so I, you know, that kind of killed the whole vibe. You know what I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. and she's, she's very appealing to the eye. You know, um, she she crosses mm-hmm. all my boxes of what I like. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. you 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 got to keep your eyes open, and you got to watch people's mm-hmm. character too. You know, you can't just be um, mm-hmm. be distracted by how they look. You know, of course it looks good when you go to the show and you got. This beautiful person with uh, with with all the curves you like it makes you look great, mm-hmm. but you can't mm-hmm. deal with somebody who isn't honest. So mm-hmm. you gotta keep that in mind, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always laugh with um, I always laugh with my mom and my friends because I'm like, man, for how many centuries people were getting married and having kids and having happy lives with having all types of body shapes, all different types of looks and things, and nobody cared. But for some reason now, it's like the this. Not, and I don't want to say it's all of society, but from what we see, it's the most thing that's like, well, if you want to get a husband or you want to get a wife, you have to make sure you have all these things. And I'm like, all these people I see who have been happily married, and I'm not just talking about from forever ago, but you even talking about right now that have been happily married and having families and finding the loves of their lives, and they don't fit the shallow views of what we have or, or, or expectations of what we thought they needed. You know, I don't know if it's because people are looking for like the 1%, you know, or if it's just because that's what's being the loudest right now. But what do you think? Ah, man, that's, that's, that's heavy. But, um, well, times are definitely changing. Marriage isn't, I don't think marriage is seen as a, as a, as a necessity that it was seen in, in um, mm. generations past, you know, um, Mm-hmm. Back in the day, if you were of a certain age and you weren't married, people would look at you like, what's, what's, like, what's wrong with you? Like, something's wrong with you. Like, something's off. Mm-hmm. You know, women had this fear of being an old maid, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And now it seems like, you know, we don't, we, uh, we don't need to be married, you know. And, 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 and mm-hmm. the generations past had this fear of, of living in sin. You know what I'm saying of mm, you know okay. of um, and the fear of fornication and whatnot. I mean, you know, we definitely don't have that fear these days. Um, mm-hmm. Man, there's there's so many reasons. I mean, you know, I mean, I, that I could think of. You know, um, we um, I, I I think we have this. Um, uh, I don't know if it's selfish, but it's is is definitely like a me first type of thing, you know, we're not thinking of about mm. society as a whole, you know. Um mm-hmm. it's you know, we, we 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 a lot of women have this attitude or of of I can raise a child on my own. I don't necessarily need a man in the house. You know, mm. and, and you can look at the stats for yourself, make your own decision. I'm not telling you what to I mean I'm not telling you what, what to believe. I'm trying to answer your question. <laughs> right, right. But um right. yeah, man. So it's it's almost like we don't feel like we we need each other anymore, you know. And then and then times have changed too, you know, it's like you know, like generations past it you could um um it was easier to, to raise a family, you know, it wasn't as expensive. Mm. Um mm-hmm. You know, I mean, well, it's it's cheaper to um, I mean, it's, it's cheaper to have two incomes than one. But yeah, you know, uh, right. uh, men could you know men could attain a certain um, financial stability without being a college grad and and um mm-hmm. and, and 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 having a high position for for a big company and stuff like that. Now it takes two mm-hmm. two incomes, you know what I'm saying? So that that changed the game as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of different factors as, as to why. But um mm-hmm. yeah, but but I don't know if we're happier. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're happier mm-hmm. um without being married, you know. Mm-hmm. That's uh mm-hmm. that's an interesting interesting discussion. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to have us talk about before I switch it over and see if there's um, a few questions you'd like to ask me or things you want to get my thoughts on concerning anything with women dating relationships is, you know, you had posted about recently with Kevin Samuels, and obviously that's been, like, <laughs> gone viral. And, and, and not that he wasn't popular before, but obviously he's much more popular now. And I want to mm-hmm. kind of talk about him and also dating coaches in general. And it's funny because I think – I used, to, I used to have a, a little bit different perspective on him now. I don't know if it's because of with the other radio show I do in my TV show now, but I definitely have a totally different perspective because you just see so many of them are very shallow. And like I said, I have an issue when you are treating people like you're going to the store to pick up a purchase. And I'm not just blaming it on him because women are definitely responsible for this as well. It's like if you're only looking for a man who can externally do these things for you and he has to make this certain amount of money or look this way, you also can't be surprised when he looks at you as a purchase from the store as well because that's how you're treating him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with the video that he had that was out, you know, where uh, or that, was, that went viral where from his web show 
where a lady called into the show, you know, when, and obviously she has low self-esteem as well, you know, because for her to rate herself in such a way and, and, you know, when he gives her, basically tells her, what do you rate yourself on a scale, which is obviously already an issue I have. And then he begins to just tell her all these different things. And it, and it was really alarming to me first to see like that she sat around to be talked to that way for a long time and was saying how she's such a big fan of his. And I feel like oftentimes we'll, we'll want to use people being brutally honest and we try to um, say that they're being so brutally honest when oftentimes people are just being hurtful and they're being hateful. Mm-hmm. And not to say mm-hmm. that maybe he didn't have some good superficial information, but it's like in the long term, any information he's, that he's giving from what I've seen is not going to actually lead people to happy, healthy relationships. It all to me sounds like a transaction, which is fine because there are plenty of quote-unquote couples who that is what their relationship is. It's a business transaction, but it's like don't mm-hmm. call it now a romantic relationship or a marriage. And so mm-hmm. I just had so many issues with that and with what he was sharing, and then I was alarmed when I found out how many both men and women agreed with him, and I was like, man, I have to be in the twilight zone right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I know that I don't carry a lot of views that, like I said, that people have, even just with being a woman and stuff. And I know I don't carry a lot of views because people would be like, oh, my gosh, well, you don't think a man needs to do all these things? And you don't think women? I'm like, no, I don't. That's not how I think about it. You know, so um, I understand that my perspectives on some things are different. But what were your thoughts when you saw that video and just the discussion that was around it? And, and, and how do you see it from a man's perspective? Man, it's, it's so much to take away from that viral video that came out of mm-hmm. late late 2020 man um i know where to start (laughs) okay (laughs) oh i I guess i could start with um okay well let's start with kevin you know um, Mm -hmm. i've watched quite a few of his videos um i I like i like a lot of things he has to say i don't necessarily agree with with everything he has to say i don't necessarily agree with every i mean agree with everybody on everything um Mm -hmm. but his but his platform is about, you know, the the high value um from his perspective, a high value man and what they want. And um um a lot of women are drawn to that because they see or, or they want to know, okay, what do guys who are millionaires and, and high six figure earners, what do they want from women? Because because a lot of people talk about you know, getting those type of guys, but we, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily see a lot of those guys talking about what they want. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you talk to all these dating coaches and 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 see all these reality uh, shows, they're always talking about these type of guys, but nobody mm-hmm. thinks to ask these type of guys what they want. Mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the big draw with his platform. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, I mean, um, to get, I mean, I mean, to even get to a certain place of, of monetary and financial success, um, it's going to take a lot of sacrifices, you know, and it's, it's pretty intentional, you know, I mean, these people who, who, um, who've attained that success, they didn't just, both of them didn't just play the lottery, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they, they worked really hard to get where they are. And um, mm-hmm. um, as far as the video with the young lady, um, man, it's before you form an opinion. I, I want to encourage you to watch the whole thing because we've mm-hmm. only seen a clip, and that's about okay. Yeah, that was about like, like I think like somewhere around ten to twelve minutes of a whole twenty minute video. It's like a twenty-three minute, yeah, like uh, twenty-three minutes, right? Yeah, 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 a twenty-minute segment, and um, you know, yeah. so you know, and. And she, and she's, and the young lady called in. Well, actually, he wouldn't call her young because she's thirty-five. <laughs> but a lot mm-hmm. of people, um, you know, and young is in, and young is in the age, in my opinion. Young is, mm-hmm. young is how you feel to me. You know what I'm saying? If you, mm-hmm. you know, there's some old twenty-year-olds and there's some young forty-year-olds. You know, it's, it's all <laughs> right. in how you live your life. It's all how you feel. If you take care of yourself and you're still active, you're still productive, you can be young forever, mm-hmm. you know, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so, so, you know, so she called in, um, 
from a position of being a woman who's a high earner. And she thinks that, you know, because she earns a certain amount of money that, that the men who earns uh, similar to her or more than her are looking for the same thing she's looking for. And then she learns the hard way that they're not necessarily looking for the same things you're looking for, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that was pretty alarming to to a lot of a lot of high earning women, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, you know, a lot of guys don't. A lot of guys who are high earning aren't necessarily looking for the woman who's high earning. They're they're looking mm-hmm. for, you know, the hot young thing most of the time. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily, mm-hmm. not, not necessarily prioritizing how much uh, another woman make. You so, know, so I would think there's different types of high earning men or people because some of them they feel like I've earned all this money. I want to be with a, per, a partner who also is going to bring that to the table. Men as well. You know what I mean? So there are a segment of or a section of high-earning men who would desire the woman to be making good money as well. And I'm not saying they wouldn't want her to look good. Everybody wants their partner to be, you know, they want to be attracted to them. But there are men who desire for their woman to make a lot of money as well, you know, that are high-earners. And so I thought it was interesting that he just automatically assumed that all high-earning men don't care if a woman makes money or not. I'm like, then why do you see a lot of couples, high-earning couples that get together specifically because they want to continue to multiply the money they have? You know, like I said, on, on, for me that sounds a lot of times more like a business transaction, but still, you know, the point being, <laughs> and they turn into a marriage, but the point being these couples get together to continue to build wealth. You know what I mean? So I feel like he kind of discounted that. Obviously I'm not a man, but I'm saying I've seen plenty of high-earning couples that will be attracted to that specifically because they want to continue to build their wealth and they don't want someone that they feel is just not bringing that to the table. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I'm not, I'm not an expert in that. Um, mm-hmm. But, but you, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of high earning men that, you know, Oh, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't see a lot of high earning men saying, I want a woman who makes what I make. Mm-hmm. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're looking for a woman who has something to offer, you know, to mm-hmm. supplement what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but not necessarily, you know at least at least the guys of means that I've that I know, mm-hmm. that I've talked to. You know, of course. Right, you're saying the know. money is not the focus. I get you're saying you're saying the money is not the focus. Exactly, exactly. Like it would be yeah. even though they could they could appreciate it, but that's not the focus. I get what you're saying. That makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, that's not their priority in the partner. From what I've seen, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, and, and back to the video, yeah. You, you, Kevin, you know, Kevin's kind of hard, hard on her, but she was arguing with his advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right, she could have hung up. You know, <laughs> exactly, or could she could have said thank you the first time he told her that you know mm-hmm. she's she's not going to get what she's looking for. You know, she could have said, "Thank you for your advice. Have a good day." You know, but she kept going. She kept, she kept arguing with his right. advice, and then it turned into him, you know, saying, "You're average at best. You're um, you're gonna die alone." You know, mm-hmm. and you know, and I, I think that's um, that's opening for a lot of people. You know, what I'm saying, um, mm. if you um, if you're not if you're not already attracting what you think you want, then maybe that's not what you, you know, maybe that's not what you, you know, what you should be on. You know, maybe you mm-hmm. should, um, you know, value character more. You know, I can't mm-hmm. tell anybody what they should do, but that's something to think about. Right. You know, right. if if you, um, you know, if you're a guy, you're 5'6", you don't make a lot of money, you know, maybe you shouldn't mm-hmm. try to get Somebody, a girl who looks like Beyonce, <clears throat> maybe you shouldn't value that too much. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you yeah. can pull her, but if you're not yeah. already pulling those types, if those types of right. girls don't tend to give you play, maybe you should reevaluate what's 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 valuable to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you're saying people should and, be more and, realistic. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. So, and I, I agree with that, you know, because I do think, like you said, um, 100% agree, people put their value on things and not, and if they're not actually attracting that or even in the position to receive that. But that's where I think a lot of people are trying to be a part of the quote-unquote 1%. And obviously, I don't necessarily believe in that theologically, and I don't believe in how I see people like that, but I'm just speaking purely from the way the world's economic systems work. A lot of people are trying to receive from the 1% or be a part of the 1%. And just if you just look at it, come a part of that 1% and set themselves up in that position in order to attract that or attain that or receive that. Otherwise, that's why it's the 1%. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I think mm-hmm. that's the challenge. And, and what we're seeing in a lot of things nowadays is everybody's trying to or they say that they want to be a part of the 1% regardless of how I feel about that personally, they that's what they are looking for, but they're not setting themselves up to be a part of that or to be in that environment. And so I think that's causing a lot of people issues. I'm like, don't y'all know it's called the 1% for a reason? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. If everybody could be the 1%, then it wouldn't be the 1% no more. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why you see in the rise of the plastic surgery And, of course, people can appear to look like they're a part of that, you know, because supposedly Mr. Samuels is not what he says that he is anyways, which is not a surprise because we both know a lot of these dating coaches or people that proclaim to be experts in things are really just sitting like in, um, you know, a wooden room somewhere, and they can just make something look like what it is, and people will believe it, you know. And so (laughs) anyone can be, I mean, my mom always told me growing up. Yeah, there's videos on it that have shown, like, it's, that it's not what we think that it is, you know, and so that a lot of those um, things, it's not like there's no proof of it being um, exactly that. Now, we could say in the most recent time, because of his video and what's happened, yes, the wealth has come, but all the time leading up until that point and when he was being very braggadocious, that it's not what, um, it's not what he has said it was, which I said, like I said, it's not a thing. Yeah, man, and it's so, it's it's a it's a big difference between the internet and real life. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a huge difference. You can make a lot of crap look pretty online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Everybody's sure doing can. wonderful. Everybody's so successful. Everybody's traveling all the time. Everybody's happy all the time and, and online, you know, but I mean, how many people are really saying, man, I had a bad day today. I felt, mm-hmm. you know, I felt, I felt depressed. I felt down today, and just mm. left it at that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. People aren't really giving their true diaries online. You know, people are only posting their wins. You don't see their losses. You know, that's, mm. that's kind of why, I, you know, I, I kind of watch what I say and and watch what I put out online. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I don't want to mm-hmm. make it seem like I'm just. I'm always on top of the world, you know. That's 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 not reality, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it's it's good to always keep that in mind. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't look on people's Instagrams and and and, and see all these wonderful posts of them, of them, and in and, and some other country, you know, and and you see all their awards and stuff like that. Just remember, there are some losses that comes with those mm. things. You know, mm, mm-hmm. you know, even mm-hmm. even the Lakers who won a championship last year, they they lost some games. You know, mm-hmm. they lost mm. some games. They look bad some games, and and it, everybody mm-hmm. goes through that. So you know, next time you're having a hard day, just you know, just um, just go back to the drawing board, go back to the game plan. You know, and strategize a win. You know, this one, you know, mm. one loss doesn't mean you're going to one loss doesn't make you a loser. There's a quote somebody mm. said. They said, um, "They said, never let a win go to your head or a loss go to your heart." Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Let me find out, Anthony. You're an inspirational speaker on the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you're I, dropping well, you know, the gems. Yeah, I've I've been through some things, so I've had to I had to pick myself up, you know, with the help of mm. help of God and others, you know. So that's mm-hmm, why I can mm-hmm. I can give some inspirational quotes because I've been down. I've had some losses. Mm. You know, yeah, me too. I've, I've had some wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. 
That's so good. So before we get ready to wrap up, are there a few questions or anything that you'd like to ask me or get my thoughts on concerning any of these things we discussed or anything with women, dating, relationships, et cetera? Yeah. Do you think um, Do you think marriage is still a good option for most people? I think that if the person, if it's from the fullness of their heart and what they desire from a place of health, like a place of feeling more whole and healthy, I think yes. Because like I said, a lot of things that people desire, they desire from a place of pain. So whether if it's I want someone so I won't be, I won't be alone when I'm older. Even I've had people tell me like, you're 33 now, you don't have any kids, you're not married, like you don't want to die alone and all these things. And what's going to, I'm like, okay, so if that's the reason you're telling me that I should be keen to be married, I don't think those are good reasons or to have a partner. Like that's a lot of pressure to put on someone or because I want to always be financially stable. That's a lot of pressure to put on someone or because I want someone to complete me or make me feel happy all the time. I don't, I don't like any of those reasons. And so mm. I think, though, if a person has met someone that they truly love and, and, they are, and they want to experience life with them, they want to live their life with them, and they know that that person really loves them as well, I think it's an amazing thing. You know, I think I believe in true love and I believe in marriage, and I think um, it's very beautiful. And it's very beautiful when you see people who are deeply in love. And I, too, have friends of mine like who've been married for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years and are still madly deeply in love. And I admire that. And I think it's wonderful. But for me, I don't like the idea of just being married to be married. So you can tell people that, so I can tell people that I'm married or or a woman can say that. So now it's like, that's your crown in life, you know? And so Mm. I think if people want it for the right reasons, I think it's absolutely beautiful and amazing. Even in the rough times, it's something that's beautiful and amazing to be able to share with someone, but for the wrong reasons, I think it's very detrimental. Mm, Okay. So, so you feel like, so it's not like saying people should marry for love. Am I right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Okay, so what would you say to someone who's married, but the love has gone cold? The the person isn't the same person that they were when they got married, um, and they they've fallen out of love. What would you say to that person mm-hmm. in that situation? Well, do they have friendship still? Well, I guess friendship is definitely a part of love. Do they still have the friendship? Because I've seen from a lot of couples where even if they weren't you know, even through the tough times and where they just, you know, whether it's their own personal self or in their marriage, friendship is, uh, you know, what carried them through and remembering why they were with that person in the first place. So mm-hmm. I would, I would want to know if they still have a friendship, can they remember the things about that person that drew them, that drew them to them in the first place? And like I said, a lot of times we'll think, when we think of relationships with people, even we just see this in platonic relationships with our family and friends, people will all the time think everything is going to be easy breezy. And that's why you see sometimes people and even friendships and families, people disappear for a while because they don't either know how to comfort or be with someone during a tough time, or we don't want to be a burden to someone when we're going through a tough time. And I feel like just as a society, you know, we have to, through the grace of God, we need to be able to learn how to be with people and allow them to be there for us during rough times because that's a full relationship with someone, you know. And so I would say um, for them to start again with their friendship and to remember why they're with that person in the first place and, and being reminded that, you know, um, it's not always going to be easy. You know, but there are plenty of things I believe they can do, and if they are people of faith, that God can help to bring about that spark and that enjoyment again. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. That's a pretty good answer. Okay, so (laughs) what should someone who's desiring to be married look for in a partner? What should a woman look for Mm -hmm. in in, in, a, in a future husband, what do you think she should look for? I think she should look for uh, a man who, you know, and not only just shares the same faith as her, like what he says, you know, well, I'm a Christian, but um, like what is his faith life like? Like, you know, who, what does he believe about himself? Because I'm a firm believer of the fact that just like there's a lot of women who don't have high self-esteem, there's a lot of men who struggle with low self-esteem as well and that are living in a lot of bitterness. And I think, you know, um, in a partner, like if she's going to create a quote-unquote list, which I don't necessarily agree with lists, 
um, I think she should think about what type of relationship does she want to experience. And so instead thinking about like, well, I want to make sure that he's someone that I can trust. I want to make sure that he's someone that I can talk to. I want to, you know, make sure that he's, um, you know, um, that he's someone who's healing. Because obviously we're all in a state of maturation, but someone who's healing from things that he's been through and, and he's active participant you know, in his life with God and, and, um, and someone who's growing in his confidence, you know, and I'm not talking about worldly confidence, like, oh, I'm, I'm confident because I'm in better shape or I'm confident because I make more money, but like the kind of confidence where even if during this pan, you know, the pandemic that we experienced in 2020 and that, you know, we're still experiencing this year, where even in the roughest times and where everyone on the outside can look at him and say, he's nothing, he has nothing, or he's going through these things, can he still believe that he's a child of God and that he's loved and he's chosen? you know, and that, um, and that God still has a great plan for him because those are things that are going to be important because if the woman is only looking for a man based on his financial status, and I'm not saying nobody wants to struggle financially, but he's not her savior. A man is not a woman's savior. And it's like, and, and if, you're, if that is what your dependency is on, well, what's going to happen when he struggles financially? Are you no longer going to love him anymore or no longer see him the same way? So maybe a man who has a healthy view of finances a healthy perspective of finances and sees it from God's way as opposed to from the world's perspective. So I would say definitely, you know, um, someone who's continuing to walk in inner healing and, uh, and growing in their self-confidence, someone who, like I said, he believes in himself and, and who's wanting to build with her, you know, and, and support her as she is. And she can also be a support to him. Like things and how and what they can experience are so much greater, and then all the external things. And obviously, yes, you want to be attracted to him. But as we were been talking about throughout this episode, some people can be the most physically attractive on the outside, but be so ugly on the inside. And so, I would say for her to focus more on what she wants to experience in that relationship and who he is on the inside, and I, and I think she will find herself in much happier relationships. Mhm. Okay. What would it take for you to go and make a online profile on a dating site? <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen, Anthony. <laughs> I think you should try it. I think that'd be such a great episode for your for your listeners. Um let me see, what else can I ask you while I got your full attention? Hmm. So funny. Okay, what is what is a great first date for Sade? Give the guy some clues on how to pull a, a great woman like Sade. What would be a great first hmm. date for you? A great first date. Hmm. Well, I guess it would be fun, like, if we can do something, like, well, when everything is open, like maybe even going to a library and maybe having, like, a, a picnic outside of the library and checking out a couple of books, seeing, like, what – does he like to read or different things that he's interested in? And I think that'd be fun, you know, because I'm not saying you can't do like expensive things, but I like more, like I said, I'm all about more of experience. So it'd be cool to see like, oh, we can go to a library or can we go to, you know, um, the beach or the museum, things where you can actually experience it. And whether if it's like have a picnic or maybe make food or, you know, if we have to order from maybe one of our favorite places and maybe I could bring a couple things that I like, and he could bring a couple things that he likes. So something like that. Something, like I said, where you could, that's kind of creative and unique. Wow. So you need to go to a science seminar and find a guy there that's going to want to take <laughs> you to a library. Okay. All right. That's a great yeah, first so day for Sade. Wow. I know. I told you I know yeah, I have a lot of views of how, of what our, <laughs> popular nowadays, but it's just, I'm just being myself. You're just being yourself. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I, I think church would be a great first day for Sade too. She, you, you say, yeah, girls go to church and then you took her out to eat after church and then you talk okay. about the sermon and the scriptures. Mm -hmm. I think she'll dig that. <laughs> when you dig that. Yeah. Depending on what um, church service it is, that would be fun. Obviously, I'm all about spirituality and faith, so I enjoy mm -hmm. that. Oh, okay, so if I can get your attention talking about having a prayer meeting. <laughs> right. Like I said, not, okay. to be, not to be super religious with it, but to just, because, you know, spirituality, like you had said earlier, people having, like, just 
you know, activities versus like what's happening on the inside of them are two different things. And I've been there. So people know a lot within my testimony. I lived, I experienced a lot more religious type things, but I was really broken and hurt and low self-esteem and struggling on the inside. But people wouldn't know. Mm. They're like, oh, you go to every Bible study. You go to these things. You do all these things. You fast all the time. You pray all the time. You give all your money. Like you look externally, you know, godly, but on the inside, I was like full of anxiety and panic and paranoia. And it's like, I had to learn it was more about relationship and not living in fear of God. And I, and I'm not talking about Mm. fear, like in reverence and awe, but like fear, like I'm scared what you're going to do to me, you know, in in my relationship with God and fear and just in this world. And so I think spirituality and faith are different than just religion, which is fine because I know every, there's nothing wrong with people who want to live from religion. But for me, it's more spirituality and faith-based. All right. Okay. Okay, let me see. <laughs> Any other thing I want to ask, Sade, before? Before, okay, what is, what is your take on, on on modern feminism and, like, and, and dating? Do you mm-hmm. think, do you think that two can complement, do you think, a woman with feminist, with strong feminist views, could actually be successful. Generally successful mm-hmm. in dating in this modern world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm not a feminist. I consider myself more, if I have to put a term on it, more of an equalist. You know, because there's uh, some things that are from Ooh. the past that I definitely don't agree with. You know, where how women used to live. Because even when we talk about from in the past where women, people stayed married for longer, but women also couldn't work and they didn't have as many options. You know what I mean? So a lot of times we also see, and even in my own family, you see where people were in relationships for a long time, but they were very abusive. And so that's not healthy. But then obviously you see the extreme now, which is why feminism is so strong in our society. And you see it with a lot of things. It's like the pendulum swings from one side to the other. So instead of it being like, oh, Let's just, you know, um, let's try to find a middle line here. People always go to the extreme. And so um, there's things I don't agree with from both sides. I don't think that a woman with a strong modern feminist views is going to be able to have a lot of um, general success in her relationship. She's going to have to be very specific in the kind of man she wants because there are men who cater to women like that, and that's what she'll have to go towards. But for me, I'm more about partnership in the relationship and and not saying that a man can't lead me, you know, but, um, and and even that word leading, I think seems people take that to be offensive, you know, and even with the word Mm. like submissive, like we take those words to be wrong. Do we take those words to be very offensive? But if you look at it just from a spiritual faith based and how Jesus was, he had many women who were very close to him around him. You know what I mean? And it's like, and the way that God actually designed it and the way that a man is able to treat a woman and the way that he can care for her through his relationship with God and how he cares for himself, you know, she will want to, she will like be inclined to allow him to lead her and she will be inclined to submit in the same way he will with her because he knows that he's safe with her. And so I think that, you know, a lot of times we, we will just throw everything out. I think there are some views from feminism that are great and that have been very revolutionary from what, for women, but it doesn't mean we have to throw out everything, you know? So it doesn't mean you have to just say automatically, this is the way that it is. I feel like there needs to be some flexibility in there. And so those are my thoughts on it. Mm, so you're an equalist. Can you elaborate on what exactly is an equalist? Cause I, uh, it's hard for me. I feel like men and women are equally important to society, but yeah, I don't feel like we can treat really treat men and women equally because they have different needs and different experiences. Mm-hmm. So can you can you elaborate on what you mean by equalist? Yeah. So what I when I say equalist, I mean that I would never expect I would never go into a relationship or in a marriage expecting a man to do anything or be anything more for me that I'm not also willing to first be for myself through the power of the Holy Spirit and then also that I can that I can also give unto him. So I think and vice oh. versa. So I think a lot of times people will depend they will expect something upon a person that they themselves first are not they're not that themselves and they're not that for themselves and then they are definitely not willing to be and share that with another person. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. And so, like I said, for example, like 
a woman will be dependent on. And like I said, I know, I understand the dynamic. Like if a woman is only going to be a stay-at-home mom and it's a man like, because some couples like that. And so, because I, I never generalize things because I understand some couples are different. There are some couples where the man, he wants that. He wants to make all the money and the woman wants to stay home and watch the kids. And that's what they want. Like that's what that couple desires. And that's fine for them. But then there's also times where there's women that will depend, uh, de- demand things from that man that they also are not for themselves. Like you want him to be financially stable, but you're not even financially stable and you don't know a lot about finances. And now you're putting all that pressure on him and then vice versa. Men who want women to look a certain way, you want her to be like this hot, amazing chick with this amazing body, but you have, you don't even have like any abs yourself and you don't go to the gym and you don't eat healthy. So you can't expect mm. things from her that you're not also going to willing to do for yourself. A relationship is two people, and so it's not fair to demand something. First off, we should never demand of people, but it's not fair to expect something from another person that we're not also willing to first be for ourselves, through the, hopefully through the power of the Holy Spirit and not just self-effort and willpower, and then that you will also be for that other person and share with them, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, Your Honor, I have no further questions for Sade. <laughs> to my good friend, Anthony Graham, for being on this special episode of the Sade Champagne Show, our New Year's Day special episode. Thank you for the amazing conversation. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for being so awesome. This was phenomenal, and I'm looking forward to bringing you back in the future for another episode. Thanks for having me, Sade, and Happy New Year to everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this brand-new episode of the Sade Champagne Show on Grindhard Radio and 57WLLE.net, the beat of the city in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm Sade Champagne. Welcome to my show. I'm Sade Champagne. Where we drink and lift each other up. Champagne. Love is the answer. Grace is the way. Champagne. We're anchored in hope. The Shade Champagne Show. And we keep the faith, entertainment, education, inspiration. Shade Champagne. Shade Champagne. Welcome to the Shade Champagne. Show. I'm shy to champagne